zombies have taken over the world, and the world needs heroes. Hi folks, Timothy Harvey. The Outbreak Challenge, OutbreakChallenge.com, has become a sponsor of Zompocalypse Now. Use your real-life steps and exercise to run from and battle the zombies on an interactive fitness adventure in the apocalyptic wasteland. You can do this alone, you can do it with your friends, see who survives. They have 17 different races and challenges to choose from. All of them have unique stories and themes. If you survive the challenge, they'll send you a real-life medal. Now, this thing will easily pair with your Fitbit, your Apple Watch, other smart wearables. It is definitely a fun way to stay in shape or get back in shape after the last couple of years. We could probably all use some help with that. Now, if you want to try the Outbreak Challenge for yourself, you can save 15% off by going to their website, outbreakchallenge.com, pick the race you want, and enter in the code Zombie Run to save 15% off. That's our coupon code, Zombie Run you get as listeners of the show to take advantage of the outbreak challenge try this out for yourself see if it works for you thanks so much folks and now let's get into our episode do you fear the zombie uprising are you prepared to survive what's coming if you listen very carefully you might just make it out alive this is Zompocalypse Now. I just want to say how much I really appreciate the way this show treats human interactions in the realistic way that it does. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was thinking about this and I, I have a thing to say as wildly inconsistent as the writing on, on Fear the Walking Dead is, one thing that they do get almost to a man is character motivation like the interior the thing that drives a character is consistent throughout the whole show and i really was struck by that today in the watching because of the of the juxtaposition between strand alicia and wes and i will i will elaborate if you guys want me to elaborate or do you want to just get into what we're i think for the i think for the uh for the purposes of our format we should we should tackle these issues as they come okie dokes well um, otherwise this show is complete bullshit <laughs> uh don't don't get me wrong uh i hate this show and i don't know why we keep watching it uh except for the fact that we're gluttons for punishment and a little bit of sadists you know what it uh, is you know what it is? It's hope. It's, it's hope, hope that when we get through this season, next season, we'll have erased all of this awful shit, hired some professionals, and then and and then move forward from there. Maybe in a island paradise would be nice. So we're on a quixotic quest that will never be fulfilled. We're tilting it with race. Yeah, that's what we are totally what we're doing. Yep. Hi, folks. Welcome to Zompocalypse Now, the show where, well, the fact of the matter is, is we're all suffering under a curse because in past lives, 
we killed a bunch of nuns and children. I'm pretty sure that's. Mm. I set fire to the violence he must have committed upon the world to, to be forced to get, deal with this. But this is Apocalypse Now. We are talking about Fear of the Walking Dead. I am Timothy Harvey. I'm Dustin. And I'm Curtis. And we are discussing Divine Providence, which is the 14th episode of the seventh season of Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> 14th episode. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Unlike The Walking Dead, which is on season infinite 12, episode 4003, preparing to do its spinoffs 1 through 27. This is only, if you're The Walking Dead, is its own little place. This is the show, of course, remember, where we had a nuclear war happen. And that wasn't enough that we had a zombie apocalypse. Now we've got radioactive zombies. But we're back at the tower. We're getting, we're getting the war. Oh, wait, we're not getting the war. Let me ask you a question here title of the show i mean the the title of this episode divine providence i had to look that up and uh that what divine providence is it's uh uh, everything in the universe operates under god's sovereign guidance and control sure how the fuck does that apply to this episode at all um uh one supporting piece of dialogue i um i don't ever pay attention to the 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 titles of the episode sometimes sometimes i kind of feel like sometimes they just like have like one of those bingo spinners (laughs) bingo ball spinners and they like have like they put pieces of paper with different random sayings on them Mm. and they just pull one out and they're like this is what the episode's gonna be called today everybody and it never has anything to do with anything. I never pay any attention to it. Seems fair. Okay, I, I, I can go with that. Uh, but it does actually try and at least set up, at least initially, our armies, our 15 people versus our God only knows how many people are actually in the tower because yeah. Walking Dead can't math. So... So what happens is that Alicia and everybody that she has been able to gather, which, as Tim has said, is basically 15 people. Uh, they all amass at that weird little walkie-talkie platform that Strand built. And, uh, and, and Alicia's like, we need to talk, Strand. We're here to take the tower. We're taking it because all your walkers are gone and we're taking it. And he's like, no, you're not. You come in and we'll have a talk about it and we'll just see what happens. And so Daniel. Great idea. What? She's like, that's a great idea. Right. So uh, Daniel muscles his way in as well because he has been convinced by Lucia that Ophelia is in the tower. Uh, we all know that Ophelia is super dead. She's been dead for a hell of a long time. And they're basically just manipulating poor, crazy, demented Daniel. Daniel has cognitive disorder, a cognitive disorder, and they are using that to their advantage to get his superior skills because he will do anything to get to his daughter. Uh, Wes, because uh, he... Uh, violently opposed that plan 
changed teams and went from the bunker people, the 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 uh, submarine people, the submarine people, to Strand side. And his reason for that was while both teams, uh, like Alicia's group says they want to help people and they want to do anything they can to help people. And they want to do it in a moral way. But they more often than not go into a gray area claiming the ends justify the means and uh, and basically are hypocrites because the thing they say does not match their actions. Meanwhile, over in the tower, Strand is all about the ends justifying the means and at least he's honest about it. And so that's why Wes has gone completely psycho. Like his heel turn is so 100% complete that the first thing he says when they all get in is you got to kill Daniel. The person that he quit the team in protest of, of helping. Well, he's also aware that Daniel is extremely deadly and when pointed at a target is likely to kill them right i mean it's if you're going to dive in and go with the whole ends justifying the means philosophy he's not wrong right uh but it's just it's just like you know the whole reason the whole reason that you were like i can't be on this team anymore was because they were manipulating the man that you're just like Fuck that dude, kill him right now. You know, <laughs> it's just funny to me. Anyway, so uh, so Strand's like, no, you can't, you can't kill, kill, or no, Alicia's like, no, you can't kill Daniel. And so she starts this fight with Strand. And of course, uh, this fight, the fight ends the way every fight they've ever had ends with them talking about their feelings. Uh, and, you know, Strand being like, I just want you to love me. And Alicia's like, but you keep doing horrible things. And he's like, well, at least I'm honest about my nature. <laughs> you know why? You know, do you know, do you want to know something little, little trivia about this? Sure. Okay. It was directed by a guy who, I don't know, has something to do with Grey's Anatomy. So good yeah. job that's just been on for 45 years curtis don't knock Grey's anatomy yeah. it might be not be our cup of tea but that well, is somebody's tea and it is getting where, drunk it's where people go when they don't want to think and that's fine it's fine i love entertainment like that just not Grey's anatomy don't give a shit it's not quality anything but um the writing these two guys that wrote this episode Wrote the lion's share of that uh, Walking Dead for Teens show. Oh, really? Oh, really? Well, so, for someone to blame. <laughs> well, there is a lot of talking about feelings in this episode. Often in, in, in long stretches of time when the bad guys will leave them alone. At least in this scene, they're in an elevator together that the it's powers, well... They've turned off the elevator, but they haven't turned off the power. Because, so because Alicia 
in the fight, she got Strand, got Strand's gun and got them into the elevator. And the protocol, if that is to happen, is to turn off the power of the elevator because right. Strand, Strand actually thought ahead about some things. Uh, so they have this conversation and essentially what they agree is if they will turn off the light, it's going to draw all the, the infected walkers, all the radioactive walkers back to uh, to the tower. Alicia will stay in the tower with Strand and try and see what he's trying to do. Like try and try, and, you know, let him convince her or whatever, because, you know, ultimately all of this that he has done, even though he said keep Alicia away, all of it was for Alicia to get her back, to get back into her good graces. Which I'm sorry. It, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, when Colin Domingo says it, it actually sounds good, but Ex- it doesn't make any sense. Well, the whole show falls apart to me because they're sitting there outside, have guns in their hands, and they're looking at, up at this light bulb and wondering, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, it, is, it, it is a tower. It is very yeah. high. And those things do actually I've been higher have, than that, and I can shoot uh, anything that's like that. Most it's of like them have machine of, guns, like machine the size guns. of seven human beings. M- most of them are carrying machine guns, which do not actually have that great of range. Yeah, they they get they're they're all right. You guys, uh, I do have to say that one of my uh, uh, one of my favorite things did happen in this episode. We got a wide shot of the outside of the tower, and it is in the middle of a parking lot with nothing around it. <laughs> Just <laughs> like office park. Oh my like god! Like this building is like so obviously in the middle of nowhere it's insane it's just adorable I well it. but it fits the walking dead universe's layout yeah which we've established that whether it's fear of the walking dead or the walking dead this reality which clearly does not have zombie movies also is much more spread out because they have prisons in the middle of the forest and gas stations at the bottom of a ravine and, <laughs> and a Wendy's on the top of a cliff. I mean, none, none of this stuff is where it ought to be in terms right. of like human habitation. It's really weird. I loved when they went to the uh, to that Wild West theme park and it was in the middle of a field and there wasn't even a parking lot. Right. It's just this Wild West theme park, middle of a field. Um, but I want to go back uh, for a minute uh, and because I feel because the idea that Strand did all this to get back in Alicia's good graces works for me because that's literally all he's ever wanted was to be in the good graces of this particular family Madison and Alicia and Nick was it Nick, Nick was his yeah. name? Mm-hmm. Nick. Strand has come to love these people in his own warped way, in the way that he was was willing to manipulate all of them in season one and two to get back to his husband who was dying. Strand now loves them in that same way. He's been through enough with them to where he is willing to lie to you, you steal, kill, to prove to these people that he loves them. Except 
everything he has done since he betrayed Morgan, what, 4,000 seasons ago now, um, has been exactly the kind of thing that he knows, because Strand is not a stupid man. He's extremely intelligent. He knows himself extremely well. You have to, to be the kind of con man that Strand has been for his entire life. He has to know that all of the actions that he's taken, oh, I don't know, killing people that she cares about, is not going to be warmly received by her. She's not going to say, why, thank you, Strand, for killing everyone I care about. I see now how much you matter to me. That's not how things work. <laughs> well, and she does actually say essentially that same thing. To him. I know. Like, because he lays that out eventually. Eventually, he they have another, you know, they have like four or five different, you know, wandering conversations as they try and scale the tower. Oh, let's get back. Okay. So uh, Alicia says that she will stay with him if he lets all the people go or maybe inside it's very unclear at this particular juncture whether he's letting alicia's people leave or if they're all coming into the tower too i had no idea uh so he gets out and he tells west go upstairs and turn off the light so the walkers will go away alicia is staying in here with us and and west is like no no she can't she's she's you know she she's a hypocrite and she she says bad things and she does things that are meany to me and I don't like it and Strand's like yes I I, I feel I understand your feeling that you're having an owie feeling right now but I'm in charge and I say she stays go do what I say and then with no like lead up to this in any way we don't see any I mean, except for the fact that, you know, if I were uh, working for Strand, I might actually be have my own little little plan. Uh, Wes is like, no, actually, you're wrong because I'm in charge now. And the, the Rangers that are with him, like, point their guns at Strand. Like, oh, no, my actions have made it to where I'm being betrayed. <laughs> How would I? See, this <laughs> makes sense. This is perfectly acceptable behavior by these characters. But you're right. We've not seen the lead up. The, the, I mean, it's, it's an obvious thing. I mean, there's going to be a certain percentage of people who are going to recognize that Strand's behavior is not conducive to their long-term survival. Right. And so, yes, you would figure out a way to betray him, but we've had no other, well. Well, we, and like we talked about before, where he, with that episode where he's like, there's a, res I believe there's a resistance against me. And it's like, yes, Strand, there's resistance against you. There's like seven people in this tower that you know actively hate you. But they aren't the ones behind this. This is a whole separate group of people who've decided to betray Strand and, and dive in with Wes. And that's fine. I mean, it's just the look on Strand's face that he's surprised by this is like, really? Are you really? <laughs> How are you surprised by this? Were you not waiting for the inevitable betrayal? Come on, Strand. <laughs> yeah, you should have a contingency plan for the inevitable betrayal, Strand. If you're gonna supervillain, supervillain smart kids. I ain't doing nothing on this show smart. 
So I'm now I'm just dead now. I'm dead inside. <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, in, last. luckily, Wes uh, also caught supervillain disease because he decides he wants to talk instead of just shooting both of them dead right there. There's right. all kinds of that. I hate that. And this is, again, if you're going to supervillain, don't monologue. But uh, yeah. So they, yeah, that's the reason we know that that's called monologuing is because of a fucking cartoon. So maybe maybe they can maybe they can not make it so damn easy for us to make fun of them. Sons of bitches. They, so, it would have been great if the dude comes in, starts shooting, and his gun is fucked, and then uh, and then he's got well, I guess I can talk now. That that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But instead of standing there, pointing your gun at somebody and chit-chatting about what your plans are and why you're wrong. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, that matters. You die, you get killed. And hmm. just nobody make me mad because, you know, in the in the zombie times, if, if you make me mad, I'm probably just going to, like, remove the problem. You won't even know. Just just. You'll 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 do like Daniel does in the very next scene. So right. Alicia, Alicia and, and Strand escape and they go to rescue Daniel. But Daniel don't need no rescuing because <laughs> like like he the, his guard gets a call from Wes and he's like, kill that old man, kill him right now. And the guard's like, why? I've got him. He's in the cell. He's fine. And he's like, no, you don't understand. You've got to kill that guy right now. And meanwhile, Daniel is sneaking up, like just walking up to the guy. And I was just like, yes, this is going to be perfect. This <laughs> is was... going to be perfect in a way that this show very rarely is perfect. And it was yep. because Daniel takes his handcuffed arms, goes around the dude's neck. And as he's choking him to death, says, it's never too late to learn a new thing. Next time you handcuff someone, put their hands behind their back so they can't sneak up on you and choke you to literal death. And he then kills him dead. And it is so good it's so perfect i loved it so much and by the time alicia and strand get down there to rescue him he, he's like hey where have you guys been <laughs> where, but, where's ophelia <laughs> yes unfortunately uh he's also cuckoo bananas and believes very strongly that strand has his daughter locked in the tower somewhere and everybody knows this because Wes told told Strand that that's why he left the group because they were manipulating poor, poor, mentally insufficient Daniel. And so uh, at first, Strand tries to convince him. He tries to say, you know, Alicia says, Daniel, you and Strand were together when you found your daughter. Remember, she died. And and when we see that that is not going to work, Strand says, She's upstairs. She's upstairs in the penthouse. Uh, we have to go up there to get her. Uh, and Daniel's like, awesome, let's go. And he's like ready to die hard his way up that tower. And of course, Alicia looks at him like, how dare, how very dare you? How very, you know, how could you do that to him? And he's like, we have to get up there. If we don't get up there, all your people are going to die. How else are we going to get up there without Daniel's help? And so, of course, Alicia has to go along with it. Mm-hmm. You know, proving 
Wes's point. Wes does not not have a point. Like, That's true. It's not like he is not incorrect. Well, he just he, doesn't have to be such a dick about it. Well, he, but he also did not experience the first what three or four seasons of this show where that was kind of the point of these characters. I mean, if he'd ever met Madison for a second, oh my gosh, like, he, he'd be like, oh, I get it. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, moral ambiguity has been, like, the baseline of this show from episode one. Right. One of my favorite early theories about Fear of the Walking Dead was that this was the origin story of the Whisperers. You remember mm. when that was a thing? When everybody was like, you know, oh, it's a woman and her daughter and, you know... And they are very morally ambiguous, and they are making some real super villain uh, choices. You know, I would have. I think that would have been great. But of course, I, I, there was would have been. There was a fairly strong thought for a while. I think you and I talked about this early on that um, eventually we would have Madison go up against Rick as a villain of some kind yeah. because she was on the villain track whether it was the whispers or not um and so i mean it's 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 kind of hard to disagree with wes when it comes to terms of his argument but the thing is is that we've also seen that these characters have been doing that forever until morgan showed up and it's like let's all be kind to one another and it's like, yeah, Morgan, um, that's a lovely idea. But uh, Alicia and her people, not so much. I'm, they I'm sorry. They, they want to be kind. They would love absolutely to be kind to you. But more than likely, they're going to have to kill you in a really horrible way at some point. But uh, yeah. rest assured, they super want to be kind to you. Yeah, in, in an ideal world you guys would be buddies. That would be it. And it would be puppies and, and, and rainbows. However, I have this hammer and it's <laughs> got to go somewhere. And I'm afraid it's your skull. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the Clark family all over, folks. <laughs> mm. I cut off, I had to cut off my arm because I was bit by a walker. I turned the whole thing into a knife using my own bones. Because, I mean, why else? What else was I going to do with them? Throw them away? But, but uh. sure, we, we'll, we'll have, we'll have uh, deep conversations about our feelings in this stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> about how we, we super don't want to kill you, but we're going to. Anyway, so they get up to the, uh, the infirmary level because Alicia's zombie sickness is incredible incredibly inconsistent and she's fine and then she has a fainting spell and then she's fine again and then she has another fainting spell and morgan or daniel and strand take her up to the infirmary where june is not because june is sequestered in the in the penthouse apparently uh but charlie is and they have a shootout for a minute. Like, they have to shoot some guys. But then those guys decide to wander away so that, that Strand and Alicia and Daniel can have another 
moment to talk about the fact that Ophelia's fucking dead and maybe Strand should pay attention to the living people that are around him are not Strand. Maybe Daniel should pay attention to the living people that are around him that he cares about, which are Charlie, who's dying of radiation poisoning in the, in the other room. And at that point, Strand says, you want to, I want to protect the girl, the person I think of as a daughter that I love like a daughter. And Alicia is like, is that me? And he's like, yes, I love you like a daughter. Now, is that what you want to hear? <laughs> now, this is a very odd family dynamic, but with all the killing of her friends and <laughs> everybody she cares about and, you know, trying to kill her a little bit, you know, I just, uh, you know, like like families do. Yeah, absolutely. A little you light know. homicide among among family is fine, right? Oh, of course. So that is a very warm, fuzzy moment. And uh, so Daniel decides he's going to stay with Charlie. And Alicia and Strand head up to the next, the next level in this particular video game from hell, which is the penthouse level. And they get some stuff from the armory and... They load up on uh, on plus four smoke grenades and they uh, they go and they try and get there. Oh, wait, wait. Before they do that, while they're loading up, they have a conversation about their feelings. It's like the conversation number four of, okay, what have we not covered in our previous conversations about our feelings? Well, I like rainbows and the color red and long walks on the beach. Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't seen any animals in the Fear of the Walking Dead. It's because There's... they oh, well, yeah, we had a lot, we have horses. Yeah, they, the cat. There was a cat for a little while. They're not gonna spend money on the upper echelon of their production crew and you expect them to have animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so they get up to the penthouse, and Wes is already there because he had access to the elevator. <laughs> He's like, Strand, what are you doing? We've got to kill this lady so we can go back to being supervillains. And Strand's like, no, I don't wanna. Why can't you just trust me? And Wes is like, I have had all the trust beaten out of me by every character on this show. And so I would just like to kill you all so that maybe I can, you know, move on with my life. Maybe I'll be a better leader of the tower. Who knows? Hmm. It's a fairly, uh, you know, from his point of view, you're all terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> In the time that I've spent with you people, I have decided none of you get to live. <laughs> listen listen if 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 we're ever in a room together and i decide that i'm the leader the smartest guy in the room you hit me with a goddamn brick immediately yeah i'm like i'm gonna i will lead these just clunk don't even let me finish the sentence because that's what he should have felt he's not the brightest bulb on the tree what right. the shit is he thinking he's going to lead them into? A dawn of a new age? 
fuck this fucking show. <laughs> right. But again, Strand somehow escaped. I'm not clear on how it happens. But plot armor. Yeah, he like plot armor. He jumps, he he does a barrel roll and like, you know, <laughs> double jumps in, into the stairwell. And you know, then enemies can't respawn in the stairwell. So he gets back down to Alicia. And then somehow they bypass that whole situation to get up to the roof or to get into another room. And uh, but of course, Wes is there and they have a big fight, like a Mexican standoff, essentially, where everybody lays out what their heart is truly, you know, truly feels. Feelings, uh, nothing more than Wes, Wes thinks they're all dumb hypocrites because he never got over that emo phase from when he was, you know, 14 and before he learned about moral it was ambiguity and he just never decided to keep going well the zombie apocalypse might have stunted his emotional growth maybe uh but fuck that guy (laughs) so so he's mad because every time he puts his faith into somebody they end up to not actually be worth his faith which like we've never dated before right well he again zombie apocalypse no, well, it's, no. it's, uh, it's it kind of reveals it's a lot of it's a him problem as much as it is a them problem right you know it's all it's it's you know yeah and meanwhile strand is like you know i've never lied to any like you know i've always tried to be you know i've always been in justify the means kind of dude and uh you know i believe this is i'm trusting my gut why can't you just trust my fucking gut wes and meanwhile, Alicia's like, uh, I want to help as many people as possible, even if I have to kill everyone in this room. Uh, so let's just kind of get on with this, please. Uh, and so she's trying to convince Wes that they can make this work as a team. And while she's convincing Wes, trying to convince him, he shoots Daniel. And then... Uh, then Strand takes the opportunity to shank that motherfucker right in the chest and murder the hell out of him. And uh, Alicia's like, what did you do? Why did you do that? And he's like, he was trying to fucking kill us, Alicia. He was not gonna, like, we were not, we were not walking out of here. He was gonna kill us. And she's like, I could have convinced him. And he's like, no, you couldn't have. Dude went crazy. And at this point, I'm like, come on. I agree. I agree 100% with Strand. Like, this was the way to get out of this was to kill fucking Wes. I feel like this show may be responsible for some of the deaths in recent mass shootings because it is teaching people to try to chit chat with people who are pointing a gun at you. And they're taking that lesson with them to school, and then and then terrible things happen. Oh, the good news is that no children are watching this show because they would have given they would have given up on this show long before we have. They they have got TikTok and they've got YouTube and they've got porn. Jamila used to love this show. My ten-year-old used to watch it with us every single week and one day she came up to me and i was watching and she's like you're still watching this right see while we are laboring under the weight of our sins 
thus having to watch this show until the end of time, the children are brighter than we are. Yes. And they have sat there and fucked off to do something else. <laughs> right. I love children. They're great. So, anyway. so do I with an ice white wine sauce about 300. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> 350 degrees for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't cook a child you're right you're right you're right it's six hours it, you know and it's got to be low and slow because they're very large <laughs> and they're gamey i mean um yeah grizzly as hell no do you have a smoker <laughs> that's probably the best way to do it we are not oh, recommending oh, this, uh, but you can get our cookbook over on our patreon um uh <laughs> <laughs> okay so so finally uh, the walkers start showing up and and Alicia's people down at the bottom like, oh no, walkers, we're going to all be eaten by walkers. And uh, there's people shooting at them and and it's all the, but then Strand and Alicia get up to the, to the roof and they kill those two guys because fuck them. And, uh, and then uh, they go to turn off the light and Strand has one of his classic changes of heart where he's like, you know, I've got you in here and that's all I really want. Oh no, but he leads off with, you are never going to forgive me, were you? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and she was... Yeah. And then she's like, well, maybe, but then you fucking murdered Wes in front of me. And at that point, I was like, die, Alicia, come on. Let the zombie virus take you now because Wes was going to kill you. Yes. It's sad that you had to kill someone that you liked, even though you didn't pull the trigger, but you probably would have if you had to, because that's what this show is about. Right. So, uh, so then they have another one of those conversations where it's like 33% of this episode is Strand and Alicia talking. Yes. About their feelings for one another. Complicated as they are. So they fight. <laughs> and uh, in the course of the fight, uh, the, uh, the tower, the beacon is destroyed and uh, Strand is incapacitated to the point where Alicia can climb up on the, uh, on the tower where the beacon was and send out a broadcast. Please come help, come to the tower, all you people deeps. And, uh, and, and we will, we will save, save you, but first maybe you could help save us from all the walkers outside. And Which is a really enticing offer, I have to say. That yes. quite frankly, the idea that I should go and fight a bunch of walkers for some stranger. All you got to do is wander out in the woods. You're going to find a five-star luxury resort <laughs> abandoned out there. You guys just, you know, you guys want to know the, staff, kind of the whole staff's just like living out at this resort. And they're like, hey guys, we, we still got internet. We were watching Netflix. It's great. <laughs> Something useful to know. Hmm. Uh, this is right off of IMDb. It's much more interesting than anything I'd have to say naturally. So I'm going to say this anyway. The coordinates Alicia gives for the tower is 6009 North Martin Luther King Avenue, Hitchcock, Texas, 77563. That's where you can write your hate mail. But uh, 
there are no large buildings there. What is there? Is it a parking lot? I don't. I just think it's like a quick, like a Google Street View, little street in Hitchcock, Texas. Well, there we go. No one knows where that is, and who cares? Well, you know, wait. How close is it to Padre Island? I wonder. Oh, I'll do it. Oh, let's see. They've already they've already said that Padre is not Padre. But it's the fear of the Walking Dead, so we don't trust anything. Right. <laughs> Anywho, <sighs> but no, Alicia does. She says, "I'm at Padre." No, she says Padre is a myth. This can be real. Oh, I missed that. And then she swoons because of zombie disease and falls down right as all of the electricity from the broken light bulb and the the spilled gas because they stored both the they stored the light bulb, the gas, and the garden up on the roof. So all that goes up in flames. And the episode ends with Alicia passed out, swooned from zombie sickness uh, on the platform, surrounded by fire on all sides and Strand standing down there like, oh no! And all of the people, all of the Fear the Walking Dead team has made it into the, the tower and they are now surrounded by walkers. Out of one frying pan into another frying pan. It does make a certain amount of sense that the explosive things are on the same level with the growing things and the power things because you did mention it was a video game. There's that's video game right. logic right there. I mean, it's oh yeah, you I'd, I'd put the I mean, I'd put the gas, even if there is a generator up on the roof, I'd put the gas that I was using for the generator at least one level down. Well, or if you're going to have gas that's up there, you don't have so much gas that you can burn the building down. Right. I mean, do you need that much gas in any one room? <laughs> I don't know. This is... Next week, it'll be good. It looks like they're going to fucking lose the tower next week. Looks like the tower's going to burn down and they're all going to go get on the boat. Thank God. Honestly, it's hard to tell because the trailer looks a little bit like like Alicia's having another dream sequence. She's been having her little vision quest thing going on. If she could fucking die from that, from getting bit by a zombie like everybody else in the goddamn show, it'd be great super great see here's what here's and then okay so then another part they show is a bunch of people including daniel and charlie on a boat and charlie looks very like okay like she is sitting up and she's like i i have you know like everybody's gonna feel 100 percent better next week <laughs> well she's gonna have that thing that uh, a lot of people have when they're when they're about when they're like minutes from dying, sometimes people just get up, walk around the room and be like, hey, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, you look, you're looking good. You're looking good to see you. Oh, so great to see you. And then they just kick it. Mm-hmm. You know where I learned about that? Where's that? Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle, folks. Um, I what? I learned about it. part of the, the circle of television life. What I think is going to happen because Alicia is uh, Alicia 
is leaving the show. I don't think she's going to die because like she was on the 100 and they killed off her character so that she could come do this and people rioted. Well, that was also part of the kill your gaze trope. So it was a whole thing. So I don't think, I don't think that they're going to kill her off. I think they're going to send her off to Timbuktu or something so she can get treated for her zombie sickness. She'll get on the metaphorical bus. Yeah. Going to the, the Mayo clinic is reopened. Right. <laughs> Something's going to happen where they send her away to treat her zombie sickness and so that she can come back at some point if she wants to. Because there ain't no way they're going to kill that girl off. Uh, you want to talk about it? You want to talk about a character with plot armor? Alicia Clark is going to survive us all. <laughs> I don't know, but I kind of want to see with Madison coming back to the show, I want to see basically her being told that everyone that she ever cared about is dead and except for strand and well daniel but and i just want to see her like you know be on her quest to murder strand in all the most terrible ways but i don't think it's not what's going to happen we're not going to get that no I also, I'm also, because they said, is there nothing we can do for Charlie? They're going to figure out something they can do for Charlie. I have this weird feeling. Uh, no, she's, 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 we had this emotional reconnection thing with her and Daniel, who miraculously, miraculously was able to have his brain function the way he wants it to in the presence of this girl, as opposed to every other time. I'm, Remember, remember the episode where we actually dealt with the fact that he was he was starting to deal with dementia, and how we actually thought yes. that was, a, was was handled pretty well, because it was it was it was watching him actually start to crumble. I thought that there were parts of that episode that were handled well, if I'm remembering correctly. But I'm old, and I could be not remembering well myself. But here, it's like he. He remembers that Ophelia is dead at the best plot moment requirement times. Mm-hmm. And that whole scene with Charlie, it's like, I can, I, I can tell that, that I, I can think clearly when I'm with you. I'm like, okay, it sounds sweet, but it's all so convenient. Well, everything about everyone's illness that they've ever had on this show is convenient true true every uh, you know p- you know plot plot illness is convenient for plot they have to and find that's another what... way to make us worry about a character because we're we never get worried about these characters if they get sick or injured or whatever they'll be fine when daniel got shot in chest you think he's gonna think he's gonna die from it no <laughs> yeah yeah when he was shot he was shot in the upper chest like like that's like quadrant man. two or something like you don't get shot like one two three four are all like kill shot areas to get shot in and he gets shot pretty high up on the shoulder very in the meaty center of all that just right where all your good blood vessels are or some bones i mean he's got like a shattered yeah, rib cage is fucked and but no, well, he's he's he he's been to the Bruce Willis school of of gunshots, <laughs> um, and you know, it's a well, the, more accurately, the nineteen eighties action star. 
school of gunshots where you know you can you can get shot uh, and not pass out so we'll see we'll, we'll see, see what happens lots of stuff's going on yeah i don't know i'm this this episode didn't actively make me angry but i don't know how you did it i, I just had this low grade irritation with the entire yeah, thing i guess i can get a, i can get behind that I don't think I, I mean, I, I hated it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like your third day being trapped in a, uh, in one of those, uh, one of those roadside bathrooms where it's just basically a pit, right? You fall, you fell in there days ago. Well, now it's day three and you're like, all right, I guess I can do this for a minute. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't have much choice. I mean, here we are this is terrible but you really have worse. to decide if you're going to ask for help for, from the next person who comes to well use i mean when you think of we've done episodes of this show where we were just like i don't want to do this anymore yeah. i'm i'm quitting i'm i never want to watch another episode of this show again and this one at least we're just like yeah i mean yeah well i mean okay so on the plus side of this show we do get coleman domingo just chewing the fuck out of the scenery again because even when he's giving really really terrible speeches about emotion he's giving it his all i mean th mm -hmm. this is not a guy sleepwalking through the park and alicia they're good at what they do i yeah. wish they had the good material to go with it oh yeah i mean you know, that's the what's thing. her her name is alicia too her it's name like is alicia, alicia yeah. wit junger right uh yeah something like that uh she is so good she has mastered this part like her like and i know i guarantee you that they're just like giving coleman domingo just the nut like he has signed off on every single thing they've done because that dude is blowing up right now and they're just like we will do what do we need to do to keep you on this show what crazy thing have you always wanted you want to play a super villain fine We're gonna i give want you a to whole... wear a hat and <laughs> carry a sword and they're like okay i want to have people paint portraits of me no really i want you to paint a portrait of me uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. and it better be good it can't be like that bullshit over walking dead <laughs> Oh my. Yeah. I mean, it's there. That's the saving grace of this show is Coleman Domingo and Alicia Debnam Carey. That's her last name. Um, Where did I get Junger Wit from? I don't know. But there, I think there's... that's the lady who, who wrote Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. Who, quite frankly, the Gilmore Girls Walking Dead crossover, I didn't know we needed it, but. Maybe we do. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, and that's the thing about the show. It's like it has attracted some like some of the some really good actors, you know, Mo Collins, Jenna Elfman, uh, Ruben Blaze. Like they're all good. They're all really, really good. We we've talked about this before. Lenny James is a really amazing British actor mm. who has been stuck with the boomerang mindset character of Morgan for way too long. I kind of want to see this entire cast transported into a different show <laughs> where we can see all these people play together in something that deserves them. Like maybe, maybe, like maybe a really good play or a miniseries or something mm. like that. 
That'd be oh, yeah. It'd be great, but that's not what we have. We have Fear the Walking Dead, such as it is. It's giving me radiation poisoning. There's no way I'm gonna. There's no way I'm gonna make it. No wait. No, I have plot armor because I'm. I don't know what you guys would do without me. You'll linger on for at least two or three more seasons. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in it. I'm invested. I'm invested now. I'm completely invested. It's like, well, I fucking bought all this crypto coin. Now I don't know what to do with it. Here, here we are. It's all worthless. It. It's all worthless, and it's now turned to nothing. Well, like all things crypto. It used uh, to be. I used to be able to like get cars with it, but now I can't even buy a sandwich. Web three, it's going well, folks. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So that and the fact that you know we're laboring under a curse. But if you would like to save us from the curse, um, we have a Patreon account. You can stop by Zompocalypse now. Go to Patreon.com. Look us up. Uh, you can see what we've got in terms of tiers and offers, and we'd be happy to let you be part of our little family here. Experience uh, the flavor. Exactly. Oh, this show's delicious. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we'd love to. If, and you know, we'd love to have you guys join that. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can uh, check out our sponsor, OutbreakChallenge.com. Um, we did a race. We should do another one. We had a good time with the first race and, uh, we actually got medals. Check that out. Uh, you can save 15% off your first race with zombie run, uh, as the, um, coupon code. We would love for you guys to check that out. It's a lot of fun and we'll do this again. We're running at, there are only a couple more episodes in this season of fear the walking dead. And, uh, and then we get to take a break to watch Zombie 3, <laughs> the Disney musical movie about zombies and werewolves and aliens. Actually, we have to watch Zombie 2. Actually, actually, I don't think Curtis has seen Zombie 1 yet. Nope. I don't so think he was there when we watched it. We have it, no. to watch Zombie 1 and then... We can watch Zombie 2, and then we can watch Zombie 3. That's three full episodes where we get to do it, and I'm going to love every minute of it. Folks, this is exactly... We, we have a tier on our Patreon account for content exactly like this, because this is non-Walking Dead content. That's an actual tier where we go and do other things that don't involve the Walking Dead universe, um, and you can get that stuff uh, at your very own you can get that stuff from us through the Patreon account. So you know, you know, I okay. I was like telling my friends, oh man, it's so cool. It feels like we're legit now because we got a Patreon and everything. And they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Let's talk about something else so I don't have to give you a dollar. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what can you do? So I ain't I'm not talking about this with my friends no more. Fair enough. My friends can fend for themselves and they'll be denied all of the awesome, which is us. I'm sure they will. Or they can get it for free on podcast.com. That's true. That's true. Yeah, just, just, I think, I think as a, as a listener, um, as far as your support goes, you just have to decide what kind of person you want to be because right now you're not being a very good person because you're Do not the ends justify the means. You're not giving us money for having a conversation that you can't be a part of. 
Well, <laughs> I mean, if you gave us money, you could be a part of the conversation. That's true. There's, There's a, a tier for that as well. <laughs> I'm excited about having random yahoos come on the show. And- we need to have our patron on the show because because we have one. All right, I'll I will I will try to I'll ask her if she's available next 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 week. She Sounds can, good. Or maybe she can watch zombies with <laughs> one of the three zombie movies. <laughs> I think that would be great. I think she'd have a good time. I'm afraid I'd lose my job because she's way funnier than I am. Hmm. Oh, great. Excellent. We need I was to gonna say we're yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I can't fill every every you know, nook and cranny of, of marginalized people. It's very hard. Do you know how chafed I am from trying to fill all the nooks and crannies of every marginalized person? <laughs> oh, my. Folks? Do the outro, Tim. That's where Folks? we end it. I was going to say. It's apocalypse now. Avoid the chafing. Anyway, um, on that note... Thank you, folks, for listening. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. And uh, yeah, folks, join us on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Now with 25% less chafing. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved. <laughs>